0: Welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, kind of, Alex. But <laughs> you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our Zarb source material, John. Hello everyone out there. I'm
1: actually gonna be your host tonight. Um <laughs>
0: But you're so bad at doing intros. It's I like, am
1: just so bad. Like Oh my gosh, Shimas! Freaking Alex didn't want me to do the intro. I was gonna do it all monotone. You liar. <laughs> He was like, no, we can't do that. I was like, all right, well, you can host then. (laughs) I do want to
0: say, before we get started tonight, it is storming mightily outside where I live, so if you hear thunder in the background, I very deeply apologize.
1: Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. To me, Galileo. (laughs) All right, before we get a copyright strike. Oh, shit, yeah, you're right. YouTube, please. YouTube-sama. Anyway. What are we talking
0: about tonight, John?
1: Freaking, we're going to talk about Netflix's first season of Dragon's Dogma. Now, I'm not sure if anyone else knows, but Netflix has this thing where they like to make anime in 3D CG, and it's fucking terrible. Well,
0: they like to license anime (laughs) that gets made.
1: Yeah. For those of you who don't know what Dragon's Dogma is, it's a video game from Capcom, I believe it came out in 2012 and it's a like dark fantasy adventure type game um i personally like it a lot uh it's obviously not as good as like the witcher or dark souls when it comes to like dark fantasy but the story is actually pretty crazy um now
0: alex you've never played the game right i know i have never played the game in fact i mean i knew the name i'd heard the name before but i that's about all I knew about it. I didn't really know what it was about. I knew nothing about the characters. I didn't even know it had even gotten any kind of anime adaptation until very, very recently.
1: Yeah, like, surprisingly enough, Netflix was like, hey, we've got a new anime coming out. It's called Dragon's Dogma. And I was like, yo, yo, like, what? Here, consume this
0: product. Freaking Capcom is making another anime? Like, what? This is, this is the third anime adaptation in recent times of a Capcom franchise. We've had, um, well, this, obviously. Uh, was it Resident Evil?
1: Well, those are movies. They have Resident Evil I mean, movies, but...
0: Yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. But you also have the Ace Attorney anime, which was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Capcom very long ago. Fucking, wow, has it been over, like, 13 years now? maybe more since devil may cry came out.
0: Uh, yeah, it has actually,
1: Ew, God, Capcom does not like to make anime, but they're all based on video games, which is cool. Like I like the video game franchises of, of Capcom stuff, but yeah,
0: I mean, they're one of the biggest video game companies in the world out there. So
1: yeah. And anyway, so this, obviously this is not really made by Netflix. Um, they just, produced it and gave money to them uh this actual studio that made this anime i want to say that term loosely (laughs) anime uh is sublimation this is their second series that they've ever made their first production was something called walking meat and it was an anime movie most of sublimation great title by the way yeah walking meat like uh, i've never heard of it before i'm and I didn't really want to check it out either because Sublimation is a company that primarily deals in just 3D CG and CGI and making. Yeah, and
0: specifically model making. Like, yeah. they make, they make like, character models in, in 3D CG.
1: Yeah, they've done works, like, CD, C, CD, CG stuff <laughs> for, like, Psychopaths, Love Live, Weathering With You, apparently, they worked on as well for some CG stuff. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? So this company gets around and does CG, so this is like what they do. So to no one's surprise, Dragon's Dogma is in full 3D CG and CGI, but also has some hand-drawn parts, which is very confusing to me, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's directed by Shinya Sugai. Sugai! I'm butchering that. Please don't hate me, Sugai. Shinya- <laughs> Sugai. Shinya Sugai. Uh, it seems like he's an in-house director. He does a lot of directing for a bunch of their works, It's like a CGI director and CG animator for Sublimation. So I'm not sure how extensive his work is. He he has like 15 or 20 titles that he's been a uh, CGI director, animator slash director for. So I, I guess he's like the one to go to for stuff. And the music is by Tadayoshi Makino, and he is the original composer for the 2012 game series. And I am so glad that they brought the game series OST Maker to the freaking anime. Because holy shit, do I love the music in Dragon's Dogma and also in the video game. Like, <laughs> that's kind of like my best point of this uh, the show. Um, but we can talk about that in a little bit. I just want to move on to talking about the visuals real quick. So, freaking 3D CGI freaking why (laughs) why netflix (laughs) why do you do this to me (laughs) like i dragon's dogma is a it's a action jrpg so i was going into it with the knowledge of you know the video game story i was like the story is actually pretty nuts like i was wondering how they're gonna do the story but when i saw it it was 3d cgi i I was like oh no like (laughs) oh man you had one of those realizations like Oh why? Well, because every time I see three D CG and CGI in anime, it's never like a full blown movie, fucking triple A Hollywood title. So they don't have the budget to make it actually look good and flow well.
0: And yeah. you and I have talked about this, and we actually are planning on doing an episode of the podcast soon about three D CGI and like why we keep seeing more and more of it. Yeah. But so I don't really want to delve too much into why they did it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing. I mean it's not it's not
1: great. <laughs> yeah, the the visuals in the especially since like I'm gonna be honest here, the the PC port of the game has better fucking graphics in their 3d cg <laughs> so i will that. say
0: i will say one one thing it does have going for it is the faces are pretty expressive i mean but that's kind of like all 3d cg like they usually have very expressive faces but there's also some parts
1: like i said earlier about like they'll have hand-drawn animation parts like there's a part where they there's these kids in ethan's village mm. He's like Ethan is the main character for Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. That's uh, the
0: flashback scene you're talking about.
1: Yeah, the flashback scene. And then the kids
0: are freaking hand drawn and, and Yeah, I, I noticed that. I was like, wait a minute, what? Did did I click the wrong button? Is this the same show? <laughs> yeah. And then like Olivia
1: comes out and she's still three D CG and she's talking to these two D animated kids. I'm like, what the fuck dude?
0: <laughs> it's kind of like that Berserk. Remember Berserk 2016, where it switched back and forth between 3D CG and like 2D animation. Well, it's the like 2D, that same thing. So in
1: the 2D animation in Berserk, at least in 2016, was for um, when he did flashbacks, like memory flashbacks. Yeah. So that was like a creative direction they went in. Like flashbacks will be yeah. 2D because that's the old style, but new style is 3D CG.
0: Just still from a cinematography standpoint, it was so weird.
1: Yeah, and especially since like there was a battle scene later in the freaking show where Ethan is about to fight the fucking dragon and he fucking transitions from 3d CG to 2d back to 3d CG. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to replay that battle. Cause I was like, hold, hold the fuck on here. Did you just <laughs> transition to 2d CG while he climbs the fucking dragon? And then when he gets yeah. onto the dragon, he's back to 3d CG. Like what the fuck?
0: <laughs> why? why? Can I also point out, why is Ethan the only character in this goddamn show that is buff as fuck? <laughs> because he's the dark arisen
1: or no he's the arisen not the dark arisen but
0: he was buff before it all happened
1: because he was a hunter <laughs> but yeah just he freaking... looked like he
0: goes to the gym 3 times a day
1: <laughs> yeah and i i really like the visuals in the game because mm. it's not like amazing looking compared to something like i don't know um dark souls dark souls looks amazing it's dark and grimy and i fucking love the lore but mm. in dragon's dogma the game it doesn't look bad you know and the background art is very basic in this one and it's it's all hand-drawn background art but for the most part it's not very colorful it's not very like good <laughs> it's it's subpar it's it's a shame because this is this is supposed to be a dark fantasy high fantasy uh game slash show And there's nothing really that draws you in to the scenarios other than, like, Mm. here's the character models and they're talking and fighting. Like, oh, okay. No one cares about the background. No one cares about anything, really. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And it's also inconsistent because in the first episode when we meet Ethan and he's hunting with whoever that kid was, and he fights the wolves. They actually went all out for the, like, fight scene, quote-unquote yeah. fight scene for the first 15 seconds where, like, it's actually fluid where he fights the wolves, the dire wolves. But then, like, in the exact same uh, freaking like, the next episode where Ethan goes out and he does the, he saves that, town or whatever right and then there's that riot where they storm the castle it's all 2d hand drawn but stills with voiceover and i'm like yo what the fuck happened to your budget did you just run out of animation at the end of the second episode so you're like shit guys we'll just make stills and pan over them with sound effects <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> and then you go to the next episode then there's another battle scene there's fluid movement
0: and then they're like fucking why i don't understand it's so inconsistent man like can i just say that kid in the first episode lewis i think his name is ruiz yeah Marie, whatever <laughs> we're not going to we're not doing this again with fucking b-stars okay <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of show <laughs> just kind of cheeky and like (laughs) nothing bad can happen to me (laughs) go
1: freaking yeah oh god and it's like it's so weird because i get it you know budget constraints and obviously they couldn't animate every single fight scene they only had seven episodes blah 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 this and that but there are a lot of still shots and a lot of panning and music playing over it throughout the the series like i I want to say it happens like four or three times. I can't remember exactly, even though I just finished watching it yesterday (laughs) because it's as much as I like Dragon's Dogma, like I love the game series. I love the the story and all that stuff. The anime itself, because of how lackluster the visuals were, it was just kind of boring to watch, you know? And if I'm being honest here, if I had never seen or played Dragon's Dogma, I would have probably dropped this at episode three because I would have been like, fuck this, this is stupid.
0: I mean, yeah, if it were, like, a regular-length anime, I'd probably agree with you, but the fact that it was only seven episodes, e- even if I, at, like, outright hated it, as like, well, fuck it. It's seven episodes.
1: Yeah. There's there's a lot of big-brain, like, things that have to do with the story and why they show seven episodes. Like, it kind of seems like they, they made seven episodes as a concept, like, for Capcom. Like, hey, maybe if people are interested in this enough Capcom maybe you'll let us do a second season because
0: kind of like they did with Castlevania.
1: Yeah. Like well, Except Castlevania was like what? Three episodes for their concept. Four. The first was it, season was four. episodes. Was it four? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what it feels like. Wait, Castlevania is Capcom as well. Isn't it?
0: Uh, are they owned by Cat? Or is it done by Capcom? I don't think
1: so. Mm, I, yeah. No, it's, I swear. I don't know. I should know. I, I don't know, but I should. Yeah, know. you should, Mister
0: Czar of Source Material.
1: <laughs> Dude, I'm tired. All right. Like, anyway, uh, that's all I really have to say about the visuals. Uh, hmm. it's, it's lackluster. Castlevania is
0: by, or is done by Konami. Oh,
1: that's right, Konami, the other fucking game company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the
0: second of three Japanese game companies. What's the other one? Nintendo? Nintendo? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, FromSoft is Japanese. The people who do um, Dark Souls. Okay,
0: the big three Japanese game companies.
1: Yeah, fair. Everyone else is pretty small. But I would argue that anyway. We're not talking about video yeah, games here. We're not here. talking
0: about video games. But you definitely <laughs> want to talk about the music because I know that's the thing you like the most.
1: Okay, so first off, tr- there is no traditional OP-ED for an anime. It's just like music that plays over. Um, mm. I actually like the OP quite a lot. Because it's like serious, like game type music. Like, like I said earlier, um, it's, like a, it's like
0: a high fantasy. It's like something you'd hear in Game of Thrones. Honestly,
1: yeah, like it's it's freaking it's a dark fantasy. It's high fantasy setting, and Tadayoshi Makino, you know, hashtag bless his heart <laughs> for this freaking banger of an OST. Because if he did not do this music, I probably would have dropped it. <laughs> because I love the dark... the. Not Dark Souls. I was about to say Dark Souls. I love the OST for Dragon's Dogma. Like, it's freaking amazing. It feels, it sets the mood just right. They have, like, just, it just feels very thematic. And I love how they designed the music, the OSTs that plays, you know, the subtleties of all the things that he does in certain, certain scenes. It plays like a freaking cutscene in a video game. And that's what I liked about it. Because I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is based on a video game. It sounds fucking great.
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree. And uh, I kinda like this whole thing of not the non traditional OPs and EDs where it may not maybe songs without lyrics or just like some like orchestral music. Yeah, there's choirs songs. or whatever. I mean, yeah. I kinda like this. Castlevania did the exact same thing and I think it worked great in that too. Yeah, well, I like it
1: for the OP and the E D because it's like yeah, you know, this isn't a traditional anime where it's based on a video game and when it has just like this theme song, like a just a couple notes playing and like mm-hmm. graphics playing, it makes it more um, thematic. It makes it more um, immersive as well. Yeah, because you know now we're not treating it like some twelve episode anime. Like find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs>
0: like, dun dun dun.
1: Yeah. Other than the OST being fucking amazing, uh, the sound design was basic bitch tier. Like it wasn't. <laughs> It wasn't impressive. Uh it was it wasn't bad. Uh, like
0: a lot of stock sound effects though. Yeah. And again, it could have just been budget constraints, but it could have. Also, uh if you pay attention really close, you can hear the Dio time stop sound effect from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure used multiple times in this when people <laughs> get thrown backwards.
1: Yeah. Like they do the fucking Toki Tomate sound effect. <sniffs> Is that world, or- and then, like, it actually goes slow mo. And this is one thing that is cool about 3DCG. It's that when 3DCG is filmed, they can film it like it's real life set. So they can have, like, a suspended camera in this frame and model that they built. So they can actually do that and do, like, a fucking swoosh around. Because in one of the episodes, I believe in episode, oh, I think it was five, Greed. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah. The one with the Lich King. Yeah. The episode that was, yeah, the one with the Lich King. They start it off with like a three D model of like the fight that's happening, but it keeps expanding, so it's so it looks super cool, you know. Like it's
0: it's almost like it's almost like there's a free like a panning camera that's just freely flowing around the action as it's frozen, and th- that actually is a really cool effect, which you could not do with the two with two D animation.
1: Yeah, like think it harkens back to like freaking Halo. I think it was Halo Three that had the ad for Halo Three where everything was like had that sad music playing and then it starts off with like the chief in the center and then it just keeps expanding out and you see more and more of the story in the battlefield like that's a really good that's a really cool and very good way to like shoot a shot because it shows more of a story as it expands and it's just it's really cool man it's a cool effect and that's one thing that I can say good job 3DCG but god it looks so bad (laughs) it's and it's one of those like it was cool as an effect but they obviously did it because they couldn't freaking afford to animate it. <laughs> the fight yeah. scene where he fights in a million skeletons. And it's like, Oh God, like where did they spend all their money? Cause I didn't see anything that was, should have been super expensive to animate. Uh, maybe well, it clearly they,
0: wasn't the sound design.
1: It clearly wasn't that maybe they spent all their money getting Tadayoshi Makino to do the soundtrack. <laughs> maybe that they're, they're like, Hey,
0: it's fucking- like, Hey, I'll do this. I'll do this. But, I'm going to need a lot of money.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Like, that was the only thing that I really liked about the entire series. But mm. uh, the voice acting, though, um, this was shot and made for English. Like, that's the mm. default language. And
0: Much like Castlevania.
1: Yeah. And one thing that I'm not sure if it's because it's subtitled on Netflix, but they like to do this thing where the English subtitles will match what the English voices are saying, and... Because I know a little bit of Moon Rune. I understand a little bit of Japanese. They say a lot of different things. It gets translated differently. So mm. it, it, it was just weird. They'd be saying something completely different in Japanese it's, compared it, to it, English. It,
0: it, it, must, it must be like what the Japanese feel like when they watch American shows <laughs> with subtitles.
1: I mean, funny fact, Little side tangent. The Good Place is... Uh, on netflix right now and i have it set in japanese for some reason maybe because i was watching uh dragon's dogman japanese but the good place was being dubbed in japanese while i was watching it and reading the subtitles and i'm like this is actually hilarious like <laughs> the the subtitles were spot on too like they the japanese words they were saying were exactly what the english subtitles meant but i was like this sounds really not japanese <laughs> like <laughs> this commentary and how everything's flowing sounds exactly like an english cast would say And it's just interesting, you know, like it's a reverse dub, you know, we're always it is for us. We're always used to hearing uh, Japanese or animes being dubbed for Japanese and then translated to English. So it always feels weird for us. But like, you know, now it's the opposite. And it's just like, oh, this is so uncommon.
0: But it's also cool. I will say one thing, because I don't know. Did you watch it in Japanese or English?
1: I watched it in English and Japanese. So sir, there are certain parts where I was like, I'm curious how the uh English would sound and I'm curious how the I, I predominantly watched it in Japanese because Okay. I'm gonna be honest here. The English VAs, they're not bad. The guy who does Ethan, the main character, is good. Mm. I think it does a, a good he does a good job yeah, portraying that's Greg Ethan. Chun. Yeah, Greg Chun. Um everyone else though, uh like Christina V... She does Olivia, the uh, main, the, the wife of the main character. She does a great job because, uh, you know, I love Christina V. I've been a fan of hers for a long time now. But other than those two, everyone else is kind of subpar. And maybe it might be the fact that every episode we meet new characters. There's new settings and characters we meet after each episode. So it, we, know, we don't really see anyone more than once, right, in the series. Yeah. So all the people they hired were just kind of like throwaways. And I was
0: like, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. Except for the, the two soldier dudes that show up in two episodes. You really like, once you see these people in one episode and the episode's over, you're not going to see them again. Um, I, I feel like, I feel like the guy who voiced the dragon, who was David Lodge, I feel like maybe he did a good job, but he was fucking base boosted to hell. Yeah. Like because the dragon's
1: supposed to have a deep, surly voice. Yeah and um Um,
0: i also want to point out from the first episode again the boy lewis fucking hysterical fake scottish accent (laughs) yeah they have really i laughed my ass off the first time i heard it's like oh my god this is awful.
1: yeah and i don't i'm trying to remember the accent that they have in the the game they have like an english accent sort of not a scottish accent in the game but some people have like a different accent, not English accent. It's weird. So I didn't, I didn't really understand the directional choice with like the regional voice acting, like maybe cast. Not is, everyone
0: has it either. Like I would understand if like they were all trying to go for like an English voice or a Scottish voice or yeah. a Welsh voice or something like that. But then you get these people, and it's like they're speaking like with an American accent. I'm like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's very inconsistent. It's like, <laughs> like it's like um uh. Well, Christina v is Olivia. I mean she did a good job, obviously, but she doesn't have she's not putting on any accent,
1: yeah, she's just speaking like normal <laughs> but uh, one thing I did not like uh oh, another thing, not just one thing, another thing I didn't like about the English voice acting was um the sound mixing for certain characters, like especially christina v's character I could sell I could tell that when she recorded this, whoever did the sound mixing didn't do a really good job at editing out like. Her sound—it sounds like she's in a room that's a little bit too closed off because I can hear it bouncing off of the foam. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, I can't—I can't really describe how it sounds, but it doesn't sound like it's fluidly mixed in, like uh, freaking. It doesn't Ethan sound voice. like
0: all of these voices were recorded in the same studio, which they weren't, because of you know a virus from an unspecified location.
1: Yeah, the kung flu. Yeah, <laughs> I'm allowed to say uh, it. I'm Chinese.
0: <laughs> a lot, yeah. A lot of uh, well, actually, I think all of this was done. You know, post-COVID, so a lot of the English VAs were recording in studios that they'd built into their own houses. Yeah, so it's it's just something I noticed, and it's not
1: something I would say would overall detract from the show. Because, again, Christina mm. V does a great job voice acting, but I did hear it, and it did kind of annoy me. Yeah.
0: And to be and to be fair, the what you're talking about is something you're really only gonna pick up on if you have really high quality audio equipment. If you're yeah. just using basic headphones, you're not really gonna hear that hear it that well.
1: Or if you're just watching it through a TV and you don't have like a fucking seven point
0: one surround sound,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. If you're listening to it on like twenty dollars speakers that you bought at Walmart, you're you're gonna be good. Yeah. So I did watch it
1: predominantly in Japanese, so I, I liked it in Japanese better just because the main cast in Japanese, they're pretty, like, top-tier actors. Like, the, the guy who does Ethan is, um I don't, I should, probably should have researched this more, but I didn't want to talk too much about it because it's not, like, it's not phenomenal voice acting. It's just, mm-hmm. like, it's decent anime voice acting. That's what I feel, like, decent Japanese dubbed anime voice acting. uh The, the main character, Ethan, is voiced by the guy who does uh, Tomia from Clannad. I don't know the guy's yeah. name.
0: Uh, Yuichi Nakamura.
1: Yeah, Yuichi Nakamura. So it's not bad. I don't know anyone else's name because I didn't really bother. Uh, I think <laughs> the voice actress for Aqua was in there at some point. <laughs> she
0: was one of the characters. Uh, yes, uh, Miyuki. No, wait, that's not Aqua's voice actress, is it?
1: I don't know hold her. On. I don't I, know I'm Aqua's... looking it up real quick. You on. can look it up.
0: But yeah, I feel like she was in there
1: somewhere. I, I recognize the Japanese voice actors by their characters they've played before. I swear one of them was Aqua in the uh in, Dar- in dragon's dogma but i could Kasima, be wrong Kasima. it's just she sounded like aqua to me <laughs> <laughs> but overall i thought the japanese dub was better because they did use like good voice actors for even the throwaway characters the ones that we were going to see for one episode and never see ever again mm. so that's a good thing <laughs> again maybe they blew all of their budget on getting the japanese voice actors <laughs> maybe they, they did because I they're not no they're not b-tier actors in my mind at all like the guy, uh, Nakamura, he's he's been in so much shit. He's like a staple of Japanese anime. So who knows? Maybe that's where all the money went.
0: Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I don't I can't really speak on that because I watched the entire thing in English. I, I felt like I should because it was my first watch through to watch it how it was originally made because they obviously made this. I mean, even if you look at the mouth flaps, it's moving to the English words. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh but it's whatever you know like it's the, it's the thing with the accents it, it's really gives me because you can tell that every single person is putting on a fake accent and i'm like fucking castlevania did this with they actually hired british voice actors yeah <laughs> like i said it's
1: maybe it was capcom cheaping out maybe it was sublimation i don't well sublimation was just the animation studio i don't know who did the sound mixing but uh <laughs> someone cheaped out somewhere and this is kind of what you get, subpar voice acting, subpar animation, sub-everything, sub you know, and it's it's a shame because I, I freaking love the setting in Dragon's Dogma. Like, it's a dark world fantasy, so we have our typical monsters and stuff, like uh, dire wolves, goblin, cyclops, you know, freaking undead. the
0: plays out as like a typical monster of the week kind of story, too.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, it's basic bitch, high fantasy type setting. Which is fine, you know, like everything is based on Tolkien anyways, who cares, you know? I didn't care that much that it was basic bitch.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's either like Tolkien-esque monsters or like classical mythology monsters like the Cyclops. Yeah, I honestly didn't
1: mind that it was basic because who cares? It's We're following our main character. So in the game, you play as someone called the Arisen. In the anime, we find our main character, his name is Ethan, and he becomes and gets chosen as the Arisen. Which Does is a the whole...
0: main character actually not have a name in the game? Yeah,
1: it, it, and there's a reason that your main character doesn't have a name, but it's because you're a playable character. You know, that's that's the well, point. Yeah. You're, you can be anyone. You can be any race, any gender, Fair any, anything. The story is it, it goes all right, like for the most part. I'd say the anime adapted sixty percent of the story of uh the game, which is not bad. It's kind of stereotypical in the beginning. That is like there are seven episodes, right? Let's talk about the the name of each episode. They're each named after a deadly sin. All right. There's the seven deadly sins. And.
0: Mm-hmm. Wrath, gluttony, envy, sloth, greed, lust, pride.
1: Yeah. In each episode, it explores one of those facets of humanity, which is kind of cool. In a lot of the episodes, our main character, Ethan, he's put into, like, not morally ambiguous. Well, yeah. yeah he's, he's put into morally ambiguous situations or scenarios. Like, uh.
0: Yeah. He's put into situations where the right answer is not always obvious.
1: Yeah. Because. So let's talk about um was it yeah, the second episode
0: mm. yeah, the one with the uh the the mayor, the fat mayor.
1: <laughs> yeah, so in the second episode, our titular character comes across a girl who's being used as a tribute to be eaten by a Cyclops. He saves her, turns out the family had to give her up as tribute so they could survive, and then Ethan's all like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. you should have fought against the Cyclops and all this. you know he's he's an absolute good character at this mm. point. And um, he's followed around by oh, oh – let's, let's talk about the first episode. I completely forgot since – Yeah, the, the first episode cool. is
0: a thing that happens.
1: Yeah, so the first episode is Wrath. Uh, we follow our main character, Ethan. He's just like some hunter in this village called Kasardis. He has a wife and a pseudo-son. Then a dragon comes and fucks everything up. And then Ethan gets so pissed that he goes and attacks the dragon. The dragon's like, I like your bravery, kid. You got some gusto. I'm going to eat your heart. And now you're the chosen Arisen. Then after he gets chosen as the Arisen, someone called a pawn shows up. And uh, in the game, it's explained a little bit or a lot more what a pawn is. I was going to say,
0: it wasn't really explained at all in the anime.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the only thing you learn about pawns in the anime is that they are servants of the Arisen. And they're meant to join them on their journey to fight the evil dragon, right? Hmm. So it's your typical stereotypical like fantasy setting of here's your MC, here's his tragic backstory where he gets a t- his village is attacked, he loses his loved ones, and now the big bad, the evil dragon, must be slain by our hero. And he's joined by his comrades, the pawns. That's literally it. That's how it starts out in the the game as well. So it's you know <laughs> good job guys. You, you you followed the script for the beginning part of you the of uh, the game. You did it. So then we get to the second episode and the pawn's name is Hannah. Hannah Hannah. Hannah and um she pawns don't have names uh he names her hannah because his unborn child if his unborn child was a girl they were gonna name her hannah after his mother i
0: -hmm. think that's what it was yeah
1: so the pawns now hannah and now ethan set out on an adventure uh the pawn is emotionless and cold as we see in the second episode where he goes and saves the girl and the pawn's like why are you saving this girl like she she's no one to you she's a freaking stranger and ethan's like no we have to because it's the absolute good so he saves her brings her back to her village then he learns the story of why the daughter was being sacrificed and he's like well fuck this lord like i'll go kill the fucking cyclops myself so then he meets the lord and tells the lord like we should kill the cyclops lord's like no i don't give a shit about that and he's eating really well whereas everyone else in the town the fiefdom is like starving so ethan's like fuck this i'm gonna do my justice and as your typical main character would do, he sets off on a quest to go destroy the Cyclops. And his pawn is like, no, you shouldn't do that. Like, we're on a quest to kill the dragon. Why the fuck are you even trying to help people who don't matter to you? And he's like, because it's the will of goodwill of humans, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's absolute good. And there's a point to this, right? Because after he kills the Cyclops and then he kills the uh, or he he kills all the guards and then he takes the Lord. And like, you're going to get judged by your people and the people obviously hang the dude because they're like, you stole all of our food and you sacrificed all our kids like fuck you. And at this point, Ethan's like, all right, well, let's go and get all your stuff back from the castle. But now all the people who were being starved and all the, all the villagers, they, they pillage the castle and they beat each other for resources. And Ethan's like, no, there's enough for everyone. Like you guys just got to calm down and organize. But it's like, this is what happens when you destroy a central figure. You know in in normal stories, this would end with a happy ending, but this in this one, it's like Ethan's in despair because he's like, "I just wanted to do good, right He thought if he destroyed the evil king or lord of the fiefdom,
0: mayor, lord, whatever whatever was. he was.
1: Ethan thought that after he destroyed him, everyone everything would be good, but it wasn't because now there's no more order. He destroyed the order of the town, yeah, he
0: created a power vacuum.
1: Yeah, and that's what I thought was really interesting because in the video game, the in the source material, your actions are morally ambiguous as well. Did you really do? Did you really do good? Did you really do bad? Because there's ups and downs to each thing that you do. There are consequences for your actions, whether mm-hmm. you had good intentions or not. Which I freaking loved. I love that they translated that to the story from the uh, from the video game to the anime. However, yeah, it, it was fun to watch. It was, however. Seven episodes was just not enough, man. Like, I understand why they did it. Obviously, time constraints. And it's good that they did seven episodes to fit the seven deadly sins. Because as I described for episode two, uh, each new episode has a new sin. And it explores a different facet of humanity, right? Mm -hmm. Once we get to the um, last episode, we have Ethan finally facing off with the dragon. And he slays the dragon.
0: And the dragon represents the sin of pride.
1: Yes. That's the last of pride. But lo and behold, once you slay the dragon, the dragon says, thank you for killing me because now you've fallen for, you've committed the grave sin of pride, so now you get to become the new dragon. And then Ethan's like, wait, what? And he's like, you fool. The Arisen has to follow <laughs> you this. You fool. You yeah. utter fool. You fell for it. You fool. Cross thunder. Split it. Anyway, the dragon explains to Ethan that because he fell for his path, or I should, I got I to back up. Hold on. <laughs> So episode two, (laughs) Envy. (laughs) You mean three, episode three. Episode three, Envy, my bad. So after we uh, do Envy, he goes through more, like, he goes through sloth, greed, and all this stuff, and Mm. Ethan as a character starts devolving. So in the very beginning, he was starry-eyed, like, all justice, the strong should protect the weak, and he wasn't driven by revenge, right? Right.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's almost like as he sees that his actions have consequences, he becomes more and more dissociated from it. It's like, nah, I just fuck this. I got to get to my end goal. Yeah, because
1: he starts seeing the facets of humanity, and he starts losing hope in humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. In sloth, the episode sloth, he meets this village that was being abused by a fief lord. They were smoking weed. It was a freaking. Um,
0: it's, a, it's an, The whole thing is a, is a, like a commentary on marijuana.
1: Yeah, like smoking weed makes you lazy and all this other shit. So basically this town he meets, um, they were abused by their fiefdom lord. And once the fiefdom lord learned that the dragon was attacking, he fucking left. The villagers were just like, well, we don't have a lord anymore, but all we know we is to... still have this
0: fucking weed.
1: All we know is to fucking grow and sell weed. So they stay there and just get high and have sex all day. And they have the sin of sloth. And Ethan... He goes on an adventure through this cave to try to go find the dragon and he finds a hydra, he fights the hydra, the hydra escapes and the hydra kills the villagers, right? He goes and attacks the village and one of the characters gets eaten in that episode and he's just like that's where he snaps. Ethan snaps because he sees that his um first of all his pawn Hannah, Hannah who is kind of like his pseudo mate, I guess at this point, I don't know.
0: I guess his traveling she companion. Gets, she gets like fucking BTFO'd by the hydra.
1: Yeah, and then he like goes into this like rage, and he loses like a bit of his humanity because then after he kills the Hydra, he blames the um I, I don't know if he's the brother or who so, someone else in the village who's like this is your fault. You I think th- they're
0: suppo- I think it's it's implied that they're lovers. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I mean, given what's going on in this this village, they could very well be related. I it's ambiguous.
1: <laughs> it's implied that they like each other. They love each yes. other, but we don't know if it's. F- Familial love, but this guy is
0: also seen having sex with multiple women. Yeah,
1: so it's we don't know. That's why I thought they might be brother sister at first, but then at the end, where he like cries those real tears and like,
0: I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be like lovers. I don't think maybe not married, but
1: yeah, ambiguous. We don't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he he obviously has a soft spot for. That's the point. Yeah.
1: So before Ethan goes and fights the Hydra, right? He's talking to Hannah and Hannah's like why do you even care about these people in this mountain? He's like, "Well, humans are stupid, but, you know, they're interesting and that's that's what makes it cool." Like or some shit like that. I'm obviously misquoting here, but
0: Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> paraphrasing, but
1: that is basically what he says. He,
0: he basically basically, sh- basically saying that humans are very flawed but worth saving.
1: Yes. But then after the Hydra attack and almost losing Hannah, he flips it. But now Hannah instead of being robotic starts to show emotion and it's weird right and you're like wait what the fuck she's supposed to be some emotionless pawn and as it keeps going ethan just keeps devolving into more madness until he's full-on like freaking once he kills the dragon he starts he cuts the dragon's heart out and starts eating it and then as he's doing that the dragon's like fucking good job you lose because now that you've given into
0: pride the sin of pride you're the next fucking dragon bitch <laughs> it's like that scene from Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory you, you get lose. nothing <laughs> you lose good, good day, day sir <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah freaking <sighs> anyway so then ethan calms down and he's like wait what what do you mean and then it's just like some crazy shit and it's like it all comes together right in the last episode, it all makes sense. Why is it seven episodes? Why why was each episode focused on a facet of uh, a deadly sin and watching humanity? It's because Ethan, as the arisen, gets to experience humanity, and then he has a final confrontation with the dragon. And the dragon states that if he was able to confront the worst of humanity and still have his heart at the end of it, even though he technically doesn't have a heart, mm-hmm. then he could have killed the dragon and everything would have been fine. But because he gave in to the vice of pride and was only set out for revenge after seeing humanity and being like fuck this they're not worth saving anymore he becomes the freaking dragon and it's like that's not how the original story goes but it's kind of similar because the dragon has this little speech where he talks about there is a cycle and every character born in this cycle has to play their part in this world he's like i'm a dragon i don't need to eat i don't need to fuck i don't need to sleep i don't need to shit but i still kill humans because i'm a fucking dragon And Ethan's like he
0: he he does that whole speech like you know asking me not to kill and maim is like asking you not to breathe. Yeah, and
1: it it starts to make sense because it's like oh so that's why he went through the seven deadly sins of humanity. That's why he was exposed to all these things and he had a choice every time, but he kept Mm -hmm. losing more and more of his humanity because he kept falling for pride. Right, he kept getting engrossed in his thirst for revenge
0: which is a really good framing device for a fantasy story, by the way.
1: Yeah, and again, it's not as good. Honestly, I love the original story so much. Uh, I am I hate that it's not following the original story because it's even crazier, mm-hmm. but it's the same type of uh, setting. Like, there is a f- cycle, right? And everyone is a pawn in this cycle, right? Even the dragon, they're risen, and even the pawns are part of this grand scheme that they have to follow. Like, and nothing really gets answered, and it leaves it ambiguous at the end but what changes is like you know ethan our typical mc he goes from starry-eyed to like this complete bastard man who's just setting out for revenge and his growth is like it's kind of similar to um uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's similar his his growth isn't a typical like mc growth like we would see in typical fantasy genres where he yeah, just yeah it's
0: it's not it's not the standard hero's journey character development
1: yeah cuz he doesn't continually try to be good and everything works out he literally devolves into a dragon because he gives into his bases need
0: his base needs which is he lets the sins of humanity get to him yes and
1: that's such a good way to frame it with the seven episodes with seeing that uh i really i wish there was more episodes because it was kind of hard to get into caring about any of these humans right Mm -hmm. because we were just like who cares who really I, fucking I would, cares? I, th-
0: probably, probably one of the bigger uh, tragedies to me is like the the shortest episode is nineteen. It's the si- episode six is the shortest episode. It's only nineteen minutes long. It's the one about lust, and that's one of the most like interesting sins to to look at because there's so many people that that fall into lust in so many different ways, and they just they put them they look the most shallow way that people succumb to lust. And I'm like, uh, why? <laughs>
1: Yeah. I personally believe episode 6 Lust only exists to give us a little bit more backstory about our main character and his life. Yeah. That's what it did. It just frames that.
0: It's it's just it's a shame they didn't explore the concept of lust more deeply because it's such a shallow look at what lust actually is in terms of a vice.
1: Yeah. I still like the story because at the end of the day it did try to convey its message properly and it did give us sufficient information. I just wish hmm. there was more because obviously you can't explore every freaking facet and every single character because in the in the video game, in the source material, you get to stay with these characters for a lot longer. You know, it's a freaking 60, 80 hour game to beat one time and you got to beat it twice to actually get the true ending. So, you know, you're going to play this for over 100 hours. You're going to get to a
0: Japanese game.
1: Typical JRPGs got to play it twice to actually get the real ending. You're going to be spending at least a hundred hours playing this. So you're going to get very intimate with the story, with the land, with each character, with each NPC, each quest that you do. And you get to learn more of their backstory and everything becomes ambiguous. Like nothing is black and white in this world, which is what they did a great job with conveying into the show. I just is, wish
0: I, I, is the, is the source material, of the video game. Is it like dark isn't the right word is it as explicit as the anime? No, there's no actual
1: fucking sex scenes. Kind of Okay. There's I was curious about no, that. There's no full that. frontal like, nudity, no.
0: <laughs> I, I was I was curious about that cuz there's like there's actual tits in this anime. I'm thinking it's surely that's not in the actual game.
1: There's literally two episodes where titties come out. The one where the there's that whore of a freaking wife who's like
0: whore. Fr-
1: she's a freaking whore and literally the succubus. So there's only two times where you saw titties in the anime. So it wasn't too graphic in my mind, but um, no, there's no full frontal nudity or anything in the in the game. It's more about violence and stuff than it is about mm. like sex. But
0: I was I was just curious about that. Yeah, no, it's good, but I've never played the game. <laughs> Honestly, I
1: can't. Re- I want to recommend it, but I know it's not as good as other Dark Fantasy games. I just really like the story and how it. It's just a crazy fucking story. <laughs> ah. Mm. And that's what I wish they explored more of. I wish they spent more time exploring the world so we would get to know humanity better. You know, they just showed like a shallow facet of a fucking pride or not as pride of a, a one of the deadly sins and then they just resolve it and move on. And it, that's that was what's really weak about the series of uh or well, the show series that we don't have enough time to build anything.
0: Yeah. And 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 it it is a shame because the I, and I think part of this may actually be because of how limited of a runtime it has because yeah. it is only seven episodes, but it it's structured very much like a video game. It feels like, okay, something happens, like a, an inciting incident happens at the very beginning. All right, well, we got to go fight the dragon. Well, here's our 50 side quests we're going to do along the way and our little <laughs> mini bosses before we get to the actual boss. Yeah. I mean, it plays I mean, it plays out very much like you would think a video game would. And they kind of chopped off all the actual video game elements, like the leveling up and all that shit.
1: Yeah, it's what makes it not as coherent of a story because we don't see the stuff in the background. There is no time reference either. There's no frame where we can. I don't.
0: But at the end of this, I don't know how much time has passed from the first episode to the last episode. It could be a week. It could be three years. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I believe in the original game, everything happens in a span of like two months or something. I want to say, yeah, see, I could buy that, but again, they don't actually frame anything like that in the anime. Like, you don't every episode literally is just episodic, like, every episode's a new story, new setting, new characters, a new sin. Mm.
0: And And it is, it's it's like they hit the reset button at the end of every episode, too, because like you'll see that there's a, a big fight and you know, someone's armor may be, or, you know, outfit may be really fucking messed up, and it doesn't look like they've been anywhere else, and it moved right into the second episode. Everyone's armor's clean, no one's injured. Yeah, and it's it's weird, and it's just they didn't spend enough time, and I get it, time constraints and all this
1: stuff, but that's why I said it feels like it's more of a proof of concept than anything else. It, it like, almost
0: feels like it may have been a passion project.
1: Maybe, and it tries its best to convey the story of Dragon's Dogma from the video game to... Of freaking anime and it it does all right like it's not terrible but there's a lot of things that don't get answered and it doesn't make sense unless you played the game like mm. uh so we follow ethan in as a typical mc but we we see his growth and it spirals out of control where he gives into sins but now how about hannah right Hannah, she's a pawn. Nothing's really explained about her in the show other than pawns are just servants of the Arisen. Hmm. When a, an Arisen is chosen, the pawn will find the Arisen and they got to go slay the dragon. That's literally it. That's all we learn.
0: Yeah, I also love how all the characters seem to just accept all of this at face value and not question any of it.
1: Yeah, so in the original story, we know that time and time again, there has always been Arisen and there have always been pawns and they're just a part of society. One of the main characters in the game is the Duke and he was an Arisen and he went to go fight the dragon. And that's just that's kind of it. <laughs> like everyone knows that Arisen exists and they know that they're Arisen are destined to fight the dragon and fend him off.
0: Yeah. I I, I do feel like this, this like the whole Arisen pawn thing. It, it raises so many questions. None of which not only are they not answered. They're not even fucking addressed. In yeah. The show. <laughs> and. And that's, again, one of the world-building things that they just fucking skip because it's like, well, I think the only people who are going to watch this are people who play the game, so they'll know. And I'm like, I yeah, know. That's exactly who it feels like this is for. This feels like – that's why I think – I said it feels like a passion project. It feels like a, pa- like a passion project done by someone who played the game, who loved it, and wants to share this with other people who played the game. Yeah, and I can, I can definitely
1: see that because, again, if you've never played the game, you don't know the story about the game, and you watch this you probably won't like it in fact as i was looking up stuff for this show uh, a lot of people didn't like it you know i think it's yeah. on imdb it has a 6.5 rating
0: uh, yeah it's got
1: a similar score on mal as well and on freaking um like a bunch of critics were like yeah this was just like it was there was not enough story we didn't understand what was going on this and, and that it
0: feels you, you look at it and you like there's a world here that could be explored very deeply it seems you're just not doing it it's
1: yeah, like, if you turn this into a 24-episode run, you could probably get a decent story out of it. And it's pretty fucking nuts, the story for Dragon's Dogma. But, yeah. again, seven episodes, time constraints, and a lot of the people who reviewed this obviously didn't play the game. So, But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you, oh, to enjoy this show, you need to go play the game. Like, that's fucking stupid. A show, like, when you look at a show like The Witcher series on Netflix, freaking bless Henry Cavill. Fucking, mm Anyway,
0: I'm just just, going to say this. Henry Cavill's
1: hot. Yeah. Praise Geralt. Like, The Witcher, even though I played the series and I love the game series, I've never read the books, unfortunately, but I played the games and that's good enough for me. Um, I freaking love The Witcher on Netflix. Like, they did a fucking fantastic job translating the game series and the book series into a show. Like the problem follow...
0: with it though is if you if you go in knowing absolutely nothing about The Witcher, you're going to be confused as fuck.
1: Yeah, you were you would be confused, but it's still a good story. That's the great thing about it. Like even though you don't know anything about the like <laughs> what the fuck a witcher is, you don't know anything about the monsters or the lore or why all these characters matter to the main character. You can still have a great just time. just know that Henry Cavill has a nice body. <laughs> well, you just have a great time following Geralt around, or Henry Cavill around as Geralt, and just learning about the world. And that's what's good about it. You know, it doesn't have to be faithful 100% to the source to be a good story. And that's where Dragon's Dogma's anime fails, because it's like, it it does have a, a decent way of adapting the main story of the video game. but. There's just not enough exploration. There's not enough getting to know people. And you just, you don't get invested enough to actually care. And it feels very flat. And it's until the last two episodes where we get the backstory of Ethan and stuff. And we learn about the Dark Arisen, the twist, you know, or not the Dark Arisen, about the dragon who who was, I was an Arisen too, but I gave into pride. So now I'm a dragon. And since you killed me, now you're the next dragon, Ethan. Ha 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 ha. Fucking fan will snap into out of existence. Like,
0: and... <laughs> it's if yeah, and they, then, like there's that that whole portal thing that he flies into that's never explained of course that's yes. how the dragon came into so. the world originally too so and it's yes. like it's never it's never even mentioned it's not explained yeah so that's again part of the game like you learn about this in the game i will say if any if, if nothing else this has actually made me kind of interested to go try and play the game and see what it's like. Yeah, some people speculated that
1: Capcom greenlit this entire series just to get more interest into the first game, so that way they can see if they want to make a second game, because a second game would be pretty fucking cool, given how the original game ends. But, yeah, so Hannah... Nice strategy, (laughs) just wish it would have worked out for you. So, Hannah has a pawn, she starts off robotic, but then at the end, she has human emotions, right? When Ethan is turning into the dragon he begs her to kill him because he's like i don't want to be a dragon i don't want to kill people and then hannah is like tears in her eyes and she's like i can't do it and it's like it's a, a great reversal right she comes off as this robotic cold we're gonna we're only here for the mission don't do anything else but the mission to finally thinking about consequences thinking about other people and thinking about wrong and right so that's weird because we learned that pawns in the video game we know that pawns have no souls that's why they're pawns, right? They can literally be revived. And in the show, they kind of explain it. Like when Hannah gets attacked by the uh, Hydra, she like gets knocked out, but then she revives. And he's like, we're not like regular humans. When we die, we'll immediately, we'll we'll, we'll revive eventually. And that's kind of how it is in the game too. When your pawn dies, you can go to a a stone, a summoning stone and pick them back up.
0: Hmm. So this is what's known as making a saving throw, boys and girls. (laughs) And
1: it's, Again, a lot of this stuff is not understood because you got to play the game to know it, right? But the reason why Hannah becomes like more human-like, right? After her Arisen, her the person she's supposed to be protecting and on the journey with, he becomes the dragon and now she's the human one, right? And it's weird. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense, but it's that twist. Where you're like, I
0: kind of, I want to know more.
1: I'm going to do major fucking spoilers for the video game. Um, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> This is the, actually the meat of the fucking episode, all right? So, in the original 50 game, minutes in, good job. <laughs> I know, right? There's a lot to talk about. There's This story is fucking nuts, okay? So, in the original story, the dragon gets summoned every 50 or 100 years, and every time the dragon is summoned, he finds someone who has courage. So, basically, when he attacks and someone is willing to actually fight him, even though he's an absolute evil in the world, he chooses them as the Arisen the risen's task is to go kill the dragon so you're drawn by the pawn you go and kill the dragon but then when you finally kill the dragon you learn the truth the dragon is stuck in an infinite cycle right and when you kill the dragon he's like if you kill me you kill yourself because i have your heart so then you're like oh well that's not good (laughs) so you have a choice do you fight the dragon or not because the dragon's like if you don't kill me I will give you everything you want. Power, fame, riches, your own country, whatever. But if you choose to kill him, you as well die. You no longer will have power as the arisen, and it's a trial that you're set out to do from the beginning. And it's super crazy. At the end of the day, if you choose to kill him, then you actually unlock the final trial. Well, guess what? He wasn't the one manipulating everything. There's someone like else that you have to fight, and oh god, it's there's it's about an infinite cycle of like Being born and death, right?
0: Yeah, it's like death and rebirth.
1: Yeah, so the story in the anime kind of covers it a little bit. But basically in the game, what happens is you find out there's an evil bigger bad than the dragon. And the dragon, just like in the show was saying, he was just playing his role. He was meant to come out every 50 or so years and fight against humanity until an Arisen can actually conquer him. And then when you conquer the dragon, it gives you the right to challenge God. And you meet God, who is the overseer of the world... And he's like, "Hey, guess what? Your world infinite cycle of birth and death. So everything ends, and then everything restarts. And that's what the dragons there for. Until an arisen is strong enough to fight them, then they get to challenge God. Basically, it's not they're called the Overseer, but they're basically God because they stand and watch the infinite cycle. So once you it's kill, like
0: the uh... well, this is kind of spoilers too, I guess for uh, Goblin Slayer. <laughs> it's kind of like how that whole logic of that world works.
1: Yeah." So you challenge God, you beat God. Then, guess what? That God, he was also an Arisen. And it was his fate that he challenged the dragon and he won. So he became the new God of the world. So you as an Arisen become the new God of the world, right?
0: Oh boy, this is like Godception.
1: <laughs> yeah. So as the new God of the world, the cycle repeats. And the only way you can break the cycle is to kill yourself. So once you kill yourself, you, the pawn that you've been with the entire time, Because you create your own pawn and you can summon two more so you have like three party members. But the pawn that you create takes on your personality when you kill yourself and they get cast back into the world. And they replay through the world. The pawn is now you in the world. In the new world where you just killed yourself. Holy shit, man.
0: My brain's about to (laughs) explode.
1: Exactly. So that's why the pawn becomes more human. That's why Hannah becomes human and has emotions because...
0: Okay, that explains that at least. Yeah,
1: yeah, my head hurts it's, now <laughs> it's freaking crazy and then also now in, in your new game plus in the video game when you play as your pawn when you get back to the end game again guess who the new overseer is? it's your old person it was your old um arisen cause now he oh, took god. the place of god so you have to fight him to break the cycle again to actually find out who's the true god who's who's the one controlling the fate of the world and it's, it's this like freaking giant tentacle monster eldrick horror and it's fucking crazy and <laughs> that's why I was it's like it's Cthulhu Yeah, it's freaking Elder God Cthulhu. It's more like a beholder. There's actual beholders in the game. Oh, God. Yeah, it's nuts, dude. The freaking video game story is freaking crazy. But it all comes back to the basic of there's an infinite cycle, and you as the Arisen have to follow your fate, but you can break fate. But the problem was Ethan did not break fate. He fell into the trap, right? He followed his fate, and he didn't break the chain. And that's why Hannah now becomes human and it's her turn. That's why he says, Hannah, please protect the humans, even though they're freaking annoying and stuff. And she's like, yes, as you wish arisen, I will protect the humans. And that's kind of like the passing of the torch, like in the original game, because now your pawn is the one responsible for protecting everyone. Mm. So if they okay, do a season then. two, I hope that they make it so Hannah now goes and fights Ethan and she can break the infinite cycle. And then you get to fight the Eldritch chorus. and then it's like, well, oh yeah. yeah,
0: I, I feel like at this point that's the only thing that can happen where they turn Hannah into a, the main character, unless they do some kind of a, a prequel where they show what happened with the dragon before Ethan.
1: Yeah, and what should happen next is Hannah should become the next arisen. That's like supposedly because that's how the cycle works. The risen goes and fights the big bad. If he beats the big bad, then his pawn becomes the next arisen. Hmm. And it's
0: like I'm assuming if he doesn't beat the big bad, then just the the dragon goes and finds a new person.
1: Well, in the story, you can there's two options you can that happens if you don't beat the big bad. So in the DLC Dark Arisen, uh, it tells you a story about people who lost against fate, people who ran away from their fate. They were too scared to fight the dragon. Hmm. So they didn't even have the balls to go and fight them. And they basically are transported to this island where it's, it's called the Dark Isle. And basically they're they're ghosts of the past that were like they're trapped in hell and stuff because they ran away from oh. destiny
0: but so it's kind of like a, it's like a fantasy limbo,
1: yeah, and it's super cool. but uh in the original game, the Duke of the kingdom he he was originally on an arisen and he he went to slay the dragon right and the dragon leaves and the Duke comes back. but surprisingly, the Duke never ages, but he's crazy. So what happens in the game when you fight the dragon is he'll take your most beloved and he'll give you a, a offer. He says, look, you can try to fight me, but I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill your, your most beloved. But if you don't fight me, I'll go away and I'll give you infinite power, fame. You'll be immortal, but you won't have a heart. You'll be um you'll be an Arisen still. And the only people who can tell you're an Arisen are pawns because they have that little the hand thing where they put it next to you and you glow. So the Duke doesn't allow uh, pawns into his castle because he's afraid of that happening, of people finding out the truth that he actually didn't fight the dragon and made it go away. He gave in and said, you can take my wife and you can give me infinite power. So that's, what's another crazy plot twist about the story. It's like the one of basically
0: these... made a deal with the devil.
1: Yeah. Because he, instead of he challenged fate, but at the end he took the hand of the dragon instead of trying to break the chain. Right. And that's, what's crazy about the story. Like there's so much to explore in the freaking dragon's dog. It, it also
0: shows that there's not there with the way this story is set up. Um, if my headache will subside about it, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, dude. There's, like it's a- <laughs> there's more than one way. There's more than one way to approach the the problem. Like you can try and bargain with with evil. You can try and run away from evil. You can try and face evil head on. Yeah, and it's super. It's a super Gynax level
1: like of ending of mind fuckery, and that's what I really loved about the game series because it's like,
0: what, John? <laughs> I'm so fucked up. <laughs>
1: i know well uh it's been running for over an hour but overall what were your thoughts on the series like now that i've explained a little bit about the game series does it make it sound like do you are you more interested in the uh, the netflix series are you less interested like what
0: i i feel like my thoughts of the actual anime itself i think it sounds like it's a huge missed opportunity yeah um to do like further exploration like the The best parts of the story were when they were exploring human nature. Yeah. Like all the different aspects of how humans can be evil to one another. Like that was really fun and cool to watch. And I thought it was done really, really well. I mean, take all the technical stuff out of the equation. I mean, the story is still the most important. And I think in that instance, it was a very, it was very much a missed opportunity based on what you're telling me about the actual story of the game.
1: Yeah. Like I said, they they condensed it into like 60% of the original story and yeah. rewrote it. But it still has and the I same And I really essence. I really
0: hope it was because of budget and not just because they were trying to be cute with a seven episode count and, you know, yeah titling all the episodes the seven deadly sins. I mean, like what a waste if that's the case. Yeah. But it it
1: was big brain like 300 IQ though for doing the seven deadly sins because it plays into the last episode, right? About the seven sure. deadly sins in humanity and breaking the chain and falling into destiny and following the path of destiny
0: also praise them and I assume the original creators of the game for realize so many people think that revenge is a sin of wrath no it's a sin of pride
1: yeah because it's not wrath that drives you it's it's the, it's the mere it's the principle right <laughs> as they so say many
0: people so many people think revenge is actually about anger no it's about having too much pride in yourself
1: yeah and not letting it go. And not doing it for the good of the people, but for the good of yourself and for your soul. Yeah.
0: And again, it's, it's, it's another example of fantasy stories showing how revenge is ultimately a self-defeating principle.
1: Yeah. And again, see, the concepts are there, right? The source material, the concepts from the source material are there. It has the makings of a very cool world and very cool setting, but... It just fails to deliver. Man, it I'm so disappointed. Like, I wanted to like this because, again, the main stuff is fucking nuts. It's yeah. a 100 hour game that I've replayed
0: twice. No, three times now. <laughs> I've put in 300 hours into this game. It, I mean, I wanted so to. I wanted to because it was sold to me as a mature fantasy series, and that's something I've actually come to love. Like, like Castlevania. I fucking loved it.
1: Yeah. Where do you think the story is going to go from here? Like, do you think it's going to actually get a season two? Or anything I don't like think that? so.
0: I'd be surprised if it did.
1: Mm, maybe because I I really want them to do a season two, and I want them to expand more upon like why did the pawn suddenly gain human emotions, and it's and why did the dragon go into a different portal, and all this other stuff. Like again, yeah. because probably if you've if you're you've lived in this far, you know from the video game what I said why it matters, like what why everything happened. But I want to see it in anime form as well like again i love the music uh (laughs) i freaking love the scoring not so much anything else
0: (laughs) i mean even even the the terrible cgi i could take if the story was just a little bit better yeah because i've 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 said it on this podcast many many a time i mean with a great story i can overlook a lot
1: (laughs) and and that's the problem this has such a
0: great story to be told Uh. they're just not telling it yeah shall we wrap it up there yeah because i i I don't think it's gonna get a season 2 i'd be very surprised then again it is netflix although i i hesitate with what's going on with netflix right now to give them any kind of praise but one thing they do throw around is money (laughs) yeah i'm not even gonna touch what else is going on with netflix right now i'm just gonna move on
1: (laughs) yeah no i was gonna i was about to do a bit but i don't want to do a bit about it it's been done to death
0: yeah (laughs) much like this outro thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. we hope you enjoyed it because we always enjoy bringing this stuff to you check out the description below to find links to anime club after dark under the platforms on our social media accounts and links to our a link to our discord server check out our merch store where we got cool shirts stickers and more you can buy Uh, we also have affiliate links below where you can buy camp buddy if you do buy from those affiliate links it really does help us out on the podcast and with that i have been your host alex and i will see you next time second at john Wait a second. Wasn't I hosting? <laughs> well, yes, but you were paranoid about fucking up the outro. But so here we are. Good point. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>